0: celestial birds what a pleasure it is to speak for you speak to you and thank you for taking the time to do this today we'll start off nice and simply and uh we'll go around the room so we'll start with andy we'll go to tom we'll go to matt and um basically start with just simply this how are you doing
1: at the moment uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm good it's uh it's been the the, the the weather's been considerably less warm of late so that's good <laughs> um and yeah just really psyched now uh about two two three weeks till the album comes out so uh, it's a very exciting time
2: uh yeah i'm doing good as well um i've appreciated the rain in the last few weeks so (laughs) i'm a big fan of rain um but yeah i'm just uh excited for the album to come out it's been a big build up (laughs) it's gonna be like almost a relief once it comes out Mm
3: yeah, it's been a pretty crazy um, sort of ride, I think for for us. I mean, for Tom especially, who's been kind of coordinating everything that's been going on, um, the hundreds of emails. there's an email chain that I think it's the longest email chain that I've ever seen between Tom and um, and Chris at the label. And uh, uh, it's just it's it's been really fantastic to um, it was fantastic to record the album with everybody. I mean, that was the thing that was the big thing for me um was getting to record an awesome album with my favorite people and well some of my favorite people, my wife wasn't on it, but other than <laughs> that, my favorite people in the world, you know. Um, and um and now seeing people are listening to it and 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 the positive feedback and the excitement leading up to that and of course um us getting to play off tangent. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. We're all very excited, I think.
0: I'm glad to hear this. I'm glad to hear this because we are well, over halfway through the year now and at least it's been a busy one for you. When you reflect on the past half of this year, 2023, are you satisfied with what you've accomplished so far? Starting with you again, Andy. Uh,
1: probably, yeah, I'm just I'm bowled over with how it's gone so far when... um when this project first started, it was because uh, I was bored on a week off and I didn't expect it to be anything more than four songs just recorded just over there in my front room. And if anyone listened to it, great. I didn't think, like well, it's now four years later because COVID got in the way for a good two years of it. I didn't think we'd be in a position where nearly every gig we do is supporting a band that um, is like a bucket list band for, for us. and And... You know, being being on things like this, you know, you, you, you don't think these kind of things should... Have, you know, you're, you're it's that imposter syndrome, isn't it? You always think, oh, it shouldn't happen to me, it should mm. be all these other bands. Uh, but, yeah, the, the whole getting to play Art uh, Tangent thing, if you'd have told me four years ago when we did that recording in my front room that we'd be playing Art Tangent, I'd have laughed in your face. I wouldn't have ever believed it.
0: How about you, Tom? Yeah, I mean, this year is,
2: everything's, well, it's gone pretty quickly. I mean, like Andy said, when we got we got asked to play Art Tangent back in February, so that's kind of really given us a kick in the backside to get everything moving, because, I mean, if it wasn't for that, we probably wouldn't be releasing the album for another six months or something like that. So just, you know, when you've got a deadline, it's kind of like, it really gets you motivated, and I think that's really helped us out just to be focused and get everything done. And I th- I'm really, like, pleased of how far we've managed to get just in the last six months, really.
1: Well, how much of that has been down to you sort of putting extra shifts in, really, because myself and Matt, realistically, as soon as the the recording was finished, we were like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> so it's, 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 been, it's been you that's uh, been doing the management side of things. <laughs> how about you, Matt? Reflecting 2023?
3: It's a good year, isn't it? It's nice to um, <laughs> it's nice to feel like things are normal again. I think like last year, it still felt like everything was a bit weird and COVIDy. Like, and this year, not only are things normal, but yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been awesome for us. And um, I don't know, like as uh, pretty, I can't I can't add too much to what the guys have already said. Um, playing a lot of excellent gigs with fantastic bands. Um, more of that to come going to be going to be a, an excellent time on act tangent um but everything so far has been has been fantastic getting to record with uh, with Joe at No Studio was uh, was a real dream for us um and hearing what he's done with with the album has been fantastic um just just wanted to continue really just hoping that the the rest of the year is going to going to go as well as the the first half
1: that London so. gig was a highlight, really wasn't it? That London show in January it was like a really good way to kick off, yeah, the, the, the year of things because we didn't know how how that was going to be, and it was a really good turnout. All the bands were great, the crowd were great. It was just a really nice day all round, really. So that was it. Was it was nice to get the year off to a really good start with that?
3: And play in London as well. Like it's it's something that I think. Um... You don't necessarily know how it's going to go. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. in like City, you imagine there's a good number of post-rock fans about. But um, to see the turnout at that gig really was, yeah, like Andy's saying, a really good start to the year and boosted our confidence, I think, going forward. And, um, yeah, really helped set things up for what's been a, been a great time.
0: I'm, I'm glad you can reflect on the past six to seven months uh, in such a positive way, because ultimately we are building towards, we are so close to what is going to be even more positive ex- experiences. So we have, of course, a few weeks time. The release of your debut album, The Night Is for Dreamers. Are you at this stage now where you're kind of just... Not sick of it, but you just want it out. You just want it out in the world, standing at on two feet. Or are you still really enjoying the ride and the build that comes
1: with releasing an album? It's a really odd one, because you'd think, so like. so some of those songs were written maybe August of 2019. Right. Um, and the intention was to do a second EP reasonably quick. And then COVID got in the way and things sort of changed. And then we did... Um, I don't know what you call it, like a, like a, um, a song a song sort of uh, off, off the cuff in lockdown just to sort of try and keep things, you know, building a bit of momentum because she couldn't gig. And we did Laureate of American Low Life. And our vision of that when, when we first did it was that probably won't go on an album or anything. We just liked the song. We just wanted to get it out there. And it got uh, such a great response from so many people. It kind of felt like that was the big sort of, coming out and not the first EP, that was the the point where people uh, started to pay attention. And uh, it it made sense from that, from so much positivity that came from it, because Joe contacted us off the back of that to want to record with us. Mm. um, And we got a bunch of gig requests off the back of it. It made sense for that to then be part of that album going forward. So that sort of um, changed plans quite a bit. But you'd think after all that time, like you say, you'd be sick of... You'd be sick of it, but I, I, I genuinely am with this. I am my own biggest fan. Uh, I'm, 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 I've never been with any of the. I mean, I've been making music maybe since I was 15. and 42 soon. I've, I've always been sort of like my own biggest critic when it comes to anything that I've done. But um, everything that we've done collectively as this band is just. I'm, I'm always bowled over by how great they all are. Uh, Matt with his multiple instruments. I'm so impressed with what Vince on drums brings to to everything because he is the most laid back man on the planet, and yet he's got so much in him for what he provides in in the engine room, as it were. Um, I love the guys. That, I think that's the main thing now is just sort of I'm making music that I'd be a fan of if it was any you know if it was any other band, uh, and I'm making it with uh, four of the most important people that I've ever known. Um, so it hasn't grown old there's no song off that off that album that I'd skip now I just I it becomes a nightmare when you're in that position where you only get like 30 40 minute sets and you've you've got to pick a set that you want to pick and you don't want to drop anything um but um but also as well because I, I I spend a lot of the time I've already written maybe 10 songs towards what will happen next. So uh, mm. I, because I'm listening to them all the time when I'm just recording and demoing and coming back to these kind of things, just makes you, they, they feel fresh again.
0: Incredible. Incredible. How about you, Tom? Where's your head out with it right now?
2: I think, um, well, I mean, the past few months have all been quite a lot of uh, more, the boring side, you know, the admin getting it all like ordering it all this kind of stuff. So like, so when I do, you know that gets a bit tiring, and after a while. But when I sit down and go, actually, I'm going to listen to it. I'm like, oh yeah, this sounds great. <laughs> Can't wait to listen to this. And like, when the first single, when the first single came out, um, Downpour, and the that day when it came out and people start listening to it, I was like, oh yes, this is why we did this, so people can actually enjoy it. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm definitely, um, you know, every well, not maybe not every day, but when I practice all the songs to play. Life. I'm just like yes, I enjoy playing these. You, know? mm-hmm. you wouldn't do it if you didn't enjoy it. And I'm just like yes, and i you know just enjoy every moment of it. Really.
0: I'm glad to hear that. How about you then, Matt?
3: I think it's just been great. I I I've really enjoyed the process this year of getting everything ready to um, ready for album release. I mean, like we like we've already said, you know, recording at No Studio was amazing, and then after that starting to talk with um with the label and stuff about release and getting um getting frenchie on board from um get <clears throat> well, oh my god i've
1: forgotten yeah he's PR trail
3: PR trail thank you i was like PR um yeah getting Frenchie on board from PR trail and just seeing like the amazing work that these guys do to um to position you for a successful release and learning about that process is really fascinating and I think like yeah probably for some bands who like you know if if that's been your career for like 10 20 years or whatever yeah it probably is boring but mm. I really enjoyed learning about it I've really enjoyed going through the process um and 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 seeing how how everything sort of shapes up into um you know into what it is and I love listening to the tracks um I'm really excited for everybody else to listen to them there are some tracks on the album that but it's hard to pick singles, right? It's hard to pick, like, what are the few tracks that we're going to sort of, um, we're going to drop ahead of the album. And, like, I'm so excited for some of the tracks that people mm. play, um that, that they haven't heard yet. Um, there are tracks that people haven't even heard live yet, right? So we've played, we've played a fair bit of the album live. Um, but there are some tracks there that they haven't heard live yet either, and I think it's just going to be fantastic, and I'm I'm really excited for that. I'm excited to start playing them live as well. But it's good to I think it's also good to hold a few hold a few back, you know. Um, but uh,
1: what well, yeah. you said there as well, with we've, we've played some of them live, and the reactions we've got, to, we've got we've got at least one song that seems to make a lot of people cry when we play it live. So I'm interested to see uh, how that. Um pans out when when it comes out on the album
0: that's very interesting i'm going to stop you there because i we are going to be talking about tracks in a little bit and i have three particularly that i'll be pulling out and i'm wondering if one of them might be the one that matches up with the tears from a live (laughs) crowd but before then gents i want to tell you that um last night i'm a night basically i'm a night shift so i'm working 11 p.m till 7 a.m and last night i got to work and i said right got the interview tomorrow i've got the album in my inbox let's put it on and uh get a feel for things uh seven hours later i was still listening to it over and over again um and not blowing smoke up your ass to say this is one of the best things released this year will be released this year you have absolutely nailed this it is a incredible piece of work and to see your vision become reality and what we what is here on this record is simply stunning so i want you to kind of just give me an overview of how you turned that vision what you wanted to do initially into what it is now (laughs)
1: yeah yeah, it's a real odd one we, we myself and Tom we drive to a lot of the places together because we're all split up around the country a bit mm-hmm. so me and Tom spend an awful lot of time just talking at each other in the van and I always said that I thought a lot of it felt like happy accidents whereas Tom Sort of sort of disagrees with some of that because there is a h- lot of hard work that goes into it, especially from Tom's side of things with how much sort of non musical stuff he does for us as well. But uh, yeah, a lot of it sort of did just sort of feel natural is probably not the right word either, but it just it it just kind of everything just fell into place. There was no difficulty with um, with anything, no. Um, each song that we've had, we've we've sort of we've we've demoed and sort of ironed out all the creases way before we've we've considered recording it, and they you know they get panned backwards and forwards between us, uh, just home recording. So they've they've always been sort of really well prepared, but there's 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 been very few changes to things, like like really you know any big changes to structure or anything made. Um, there's been some deviations from things, but nothing massive. But they were—I um, think the thing that made them feel like they were going to work as an album is they were the ones that, when you when when a demo of them was done, you sort of felt, yeah, that's that's good to go. That's going to get that's going to sound great. Um, and it weren't one of those. Oh, that 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 just needs a bit of work and it'll be fine. It was just sort of like it was one of those ones where you you could feel the smile coming across your face as you heard the demo of it before you'd even moved uh, beyond that which I think was something that Chris from the label got the vibe of as well, because he felt the same, like he, he loved the demos before we'd even recorded the album. So it was good to have him being so into it as well.
2: I think okay. conversely, one of the things that we did compared to the, the track we did over lockdown, we never got to play that at all. Mm. So I think one of, one of the things I was quite keen on doing was making sure we at least like, let the song grow a little i mean we didn't the songs didn't change that much after they were written but we let them grow and yes we, actually, we got, allowed each of us to have our own mark on it
1: so it doesn't feel it change, like... changes of effects and sort yeah. of like this just sort of like tweaks of how it should be played rather than it just being played exactly the same as yeah. the demo kind of thing
2: so going back to our the, well i say our first ep yeah. the, the ep that andy originally wrote i mean all the songs in there i love but it does very very much feel that's you know, Andy wrote and recorded those. So they're kind of here. But now for this album, it very much feels like us, which I'm one of the things I'm really pleased about.
1: I mean, one of the big things that changed, I guess, is that Matt's bass line changed from a lot of the demos because Matt's a much more competent bass player than than the rest of us. So, <laughs> uh, uh, But I mean, but with that, like, you always felt like anything that changed there, especially the bass line in Utopia and the bass line in Downpour, just made the song better than it already was, which is is what you want really when a change gets made.
3: There were some questionable suggestions on my part. I have to like they're being very nice, but I definitely made some questionable suggestions and uh, and the right the right choice was made in the end to uh, to go with things that
0: that suited the song. I do get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> individually um individually then what for you was a particular challenging aspect of making the record uh
1: t- t- two days solid of tracking guitars without a break <laughs> uh two, two days solid of tracking guitars without a break after I'd done damage to my arms so that oh. um was it came keen did that it was it was uh, it wasn't it definitely wasn't the most fun of of, a, of, of two whole days. Um, but on the, on the flip side of that, doing that, I think strengthened them quicker than it would have been if I'd have taken me time about it. Wow.
3: I think that's actually, like, just recording an album, it sounds like it should be really fun. And writing an album is really fun and playing the songs of the album is really fun. But recording an album where you're like, I have this much time, I have to nail everything um, that I'm tracking right now is challenging. It definitely turns it more into, um, it's, it's, it's. It's fun for, for some of it, but it can get very grueling very quickly.
1: Um, yeah, especially seeing Vince sort of destroy himself doing those drum tracks.
3: Vince had the hardest time of any of us by, yeah. I mean, the, the poor guy, like, he he came on board however many weeks before the album, something like...
1: About five, maybe, something like yeah, that. About five six, I yeah. think,
3: and... And we were basically because he's a really good friend uh, of ours. We've all played uh, in bands with him previously. Um would and...
1: filled for us once before, live, yeah. briefly as well.
3: Yeah, the first time he played uh, with us was in Nottingham in August last year, and so naturally, you know, um, we we got in touch with him and we were like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to come and record the album?" And he well, he basically had zero qualms with it. Like he was immediately like yes and I had to kind of be like are you sure like when we wanted it to be the best that we could make it which meant that we were putting a lot of pressure on ourselves right um and we needed to make sure that he was happy with that pressure being put on him you know we were gonna we were going to expect a lot from him basically and he had a very short amount of time to deliver that and he absolutely smashed it out the back. like it was insane the poor guy like Eight hours a day drumming two days in a row. I mean, maybe nine, I think the second.
1: I yeah, we we ran over by two hours on the first day, didn't we? So, uh, then we, we, then we did a gig the day after. <laughs> yeah, we did a gig on the third day. And... We, did, we did a gig the third day in, yeah.
3: Yeah, he, he is an
0: absolute hero. Yeah. Hmm. How about you, Tom? Challenging.
2: Um,
1: Not with me <laughs> uh, well, no.
2: uh, I just think it's just I don't know I I find it hard to see the challenges in a sense I think it's um I I mean there you know there are days when you're you you can uh you, t- you can test your own patience at points but uh I think I've I think I'm, I'm very much like a long term kind of goal person so i can go well if we can get through today it's fine <laughs> um but i anyway, know like i said tracking was quite tough work because we didn't give ourselves that much time i think all the challenges that we have come across i think if we get to album two i'll be like oh let's do this differently <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's learning. been very much i've very i think we've very much learned from all the maybe difficulties that we've had to for you know for anything we do in the future we can go yes let's do this differently not that we've anything bad
1: but <laughs> you allow yourself some breathing room and stuff for yeah, things yeah. haven't you although we did we also like i guess one thing that was a challenge was the second day of tracking the guitars when the uh the studio stopped working for about two hours and uh we we mm. ended we, we ended up going to lunch and in that time joe managed to be a magician and, and fix it but we still to this day don't know uh what I'd, what had stopped working there it was um we were reamping the guitars and for some reason the recording um i think he uses we might use use pro tools i think it was recording sound ahead of it receiving the sound and we have no idea how that works logically okay
0: Hmm. all
1: right taking that but
0: now let's flip it around to the more positive aspects and i want you to tell me something that you particularly enjoyed from the entire process be it writing recording mixing whatever it is and also if during this process you learned anything new about yourself.
1: Uh, positives would be hearing the final track with with a full band on it, uh, rather than just my demo with Easy Drummer um, gave me chills. Um, and I was really happy with how that, uh, how it finally turned out. Um, uh, my fake choir on this transient spring, sort of sounding a lot better than it sh- than than a fake choir should do. <laughs> uh, so, it's but yeah, one very thing convincing. Thought, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a, it was a twenty nine pound plugin. So <laughs> the, the wonders of cheap plugins. Um, I think one thing I learned was that uh, I I always used to think I was a really sloppy guitarist because I'm not. Um, I've had no music training. Or anything in fact before i met tom i don't actually think i knew fully what my guitar was tuned to uh, so uh, i always felt found that i was a sloppy person when it came to my performing but uh after spending two days tracking the guitars tom told me i was the human metronome so i, I felt a bit a bit better about that
2: fantastic i think for me um i mean the best thing about the whole thing has just been you know being able to do something i'm really proud of with you know my best friends really <laughs> you know you know like i've you know i've known how long have i known andy now for now probably,
3: about 13 years something you know, like that
2: yeah and I, I mean i went to school with matt and chris so mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just great to keep doing stuff with them best for the things i've learned i mean working with joe in the studio he's a, a great engineer and just you know just watching him it's just like oh i've been doing this wrong for years <laughs> but he's just we're watching this process and you can just learn so much just when i was there even though we weren't there
3: for a lot of long but
0: mm-hmm. it was great to learn fantastic
3: yeah i've learned uh, i've learned a tremendous amount from joe i've learned a tremendous amount from uh, like from from chris at the label and and friendship pr trail i've learned a tremendous amount the guys from playing with them um, from working together on the album um from Tom for just Tom has superhuman amounts of patience and uh, and his ability to to drive this project forward has been um has been crucial like Tom and Andy are the two most important people um in this band um everybody's important but without without these guys like we would, not be making noise for people to listen to um, and we certainly wouldn't be putting out an album. Um, and so yeah always always learning from those guys echoing what these guys have said, you know um, hearing how the tracks have come out has been fantastic. Uh, working together has been fantastic. Um, on a, on a last serious note, there was a point when we were tracking drums where like uh, Vince was really struggling. Uh, it was on the second day so this is like after almost two entire days of really going for it and i like disappeared into the um into the live room for a minute and nobody could see what was going on but like there was there was like a, a a sort of a kind of clapping sound oh my cat is terrified by that um rightly so and I, and I and I came out of the control I came out of the live room I went into the control room and the guys are just looking at me and like Vince goes and sits back down at the drum kit and they're like did you just slap him and I was <laughs> I had to explain that I hadn't and that I <laughs> <laughs> high five I gave him a pep talk and like a um a 10 up top and um and I just remember that being a a highlight I think Vince had a little bit more energy after that. I managed to uh, to, to finish the uh, thing, but I, I did not slap in, I promise.
0: So. All right, guys, let's focus on specific tracks. I want to pull some out that um, really, really capture my imagination, three in particular. So take this as you want. If someone wants to speak uh, more than the others, feel free to. Um, kind of focusing specifically on what you were aiming to do with these tracks. So let's start with Utopia as it is the opener, and it is one hell of a fascinating opener, um, a smile-inducing start to the album. So, yeah, talk to me about that track, what
1: you were what you were aiming for here. Uh, bizarrely, it was... I say a joke, it's not a joke, say, but my, my dad, um, I, he he loves music, and he said, um, you write nothing but miserable songs, I bet you can't write something that's got a bit of happiness to it. So... Ooh. Um, it became my desire at that point for us to uh, put together a short, snappy and quite uplifting song to start the album uh, almost in like a false sense of security before um, it starts to get a bit darker. And and so that was the intention with that, to have all those sort of, uh, I don't know, that like sort of like, slightly sort of um, 80s camp sounding synths at the beginning to give it that sort of like montage vibe kind of thing, like, you know, like uh, somebody training and uh, or, you know, your old 80s John Hughes style um, high school films. It, 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 was, it was intentionally to have that kind of thing and give this sort of air of um, sort of triumph for positivity to go with it. And that's why it's got bouncy riffs in it and uh, it's all in a major key up until right at the end and then it shifts to minor, which is when it starts to sort of prefix that it's going to go dark now. So it was an intentional thing for that to to always be the opening track as well.
0: Was was there a, a point? Do you remember a specific point where okay, so you're challenged with writing a happy song as it were, a more beat track? Um, was there a point you remember where it became, like I say, less of a joke and actually became a uh, oh wow, this is going to work and this is going to go on the album?
1: Um, yeah, so the this this and on the intro, these when the the synths are doing all the arpeggiated, bit, there's three uh, guitars doing three different things. Um, so when the first part of it was written, the, the part that goes down the middle was written, it's sort of like, I was still sort of seeing it as that's still you know, it got that sort of, like I say, that 80s vibe. But then the way that the two guitars on either speaker sort of bridged across each other sort of, I don't know, it kind of gave it this sort of weird slight melancholy despite the cheerfulness and then it felt like it was right at that point it didn't feel so much like a joke or a parody or anything at that point it kind of felt like that that person you portray when you know you feel glum deep inside but you've got to be happy in front of your friends Mm -hmm. and it became like the musical equivalent of that like the plastering on a fake smile to get to get through the day so that no one thinks there's anything wrong behind your eyes and I think that was the point where I started to take it a bit more seriously.
0: The end result speaks for itself. Um, it's an incredible start, but we are talking about an incredible album here. And I've got to now talk about the, well, it's the one I think people will know the most because, of course, it is Laureate of American Low Life. With this, basically, where does the interest in author Charles Bukowski's writing come from?
1: he is if you pardon me language is a miserable shit and he was um he was proud of being a miserable shit and i think that's a lot of i think a lot of musicians can identify with that and a lot of people in general could probably identify with that that we we shouldn't be ashamed of being miserable and wanting to sometimes be on our own we should celebrate that we're not you know smiley glad hands every two minutes that was my take from that, that he, he, and I felt the music, and a lot of, lot of work went into doing the structure of the music, because it was originally 16 minutes long, um, so, it was, so it was an awful lot edited out of it before it, it got to the stage where it is, Where the, we put a lot of thought into uh, the peaks and troughs, because I thought it was sort of like the duality of people, the, um, the lighter bits where you are sort of like, actually, now I can be around, but I feel human today, I'm not a miserable shit today. I am going to see the positivity in things. I'm going to let the daylight in. I'm going to open the curtains. And then there's the heavier, darker bits, which is actually when that that other part of you takes over. You think, no, actually, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to embrace the miserable shit and push everyone away for a bit. And I think that it's, it's I think that's something that 99 of the population can identify with feeling like that. That sometimes you just don't want to be you don't want to be an entertainer or a person. You just want to be left alone.
0: absolutely fantastic um finally let's talk then about i love you but it is killing me now first things first got to go back is this the track that creates the tears in the live crowd yeah (laughs) Yeah. figured as much oh of course it is the closer (laughs) um and there's a lot of deep meaning behind this i guess i want to ask you um provided you're willing to kind of go into it really where this comes from is it more of an external thing or does it come from more internal factors
1: um, I won't name names because they might not enjoy it. I've got uh, I've got a very close friend who is uh, on off recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And that song was written after uh, a very torrid weekend of having to look after them in a very bad state. And then having them have to go and stay back with their parents. And bear in mind this person's in their 40s. So it was quite a big regression for them to go back to their parents and then said friend calling me saying i feel like i'm putting a massive burden on my parents they're arguing with each other because they don't know what to do about me uh so that song came almost as a a thing of we all absolutely love her to pieces but it, it, it it something needs to change because it's it's killing everyone else as well as her So that the, you know, the line of, you know, your mother and I are separating is about that sort of that that end point of where it could be for somebody who's not her. And it's not to sort of shame her or anything. It's that thing of it's it's almost like the musical equivalent of an intervention of this is where things could go if you don't if you don't start to look after yourself.
0: It is uh, it is incredibly uh, strong and powerful track. It's going to resonate with many many people, even if you've never experienced or had any experience of um, what you're talking and what you're dealing with. There, it does cut through ultimately. Um, so it's no surprise that it is getting that effect live. Um, Swing it around back to kind of what we mentioned at the start. Arc tangent, of course. Album comes out. Arc tangent shortly afterwards. I'm going to get to see you play there because this is the first year i'm going to arc tangent never been before decided to do it this year so i'm stoked that you're there as well the Bixler stage on friday um
1: thursday Thursday. oh it's a
0: thursday that's my bad okay but it is the Bixler stage isn't it at least i got that part right yes fantastic thursday of course i forget tangent is wednesday to saturday not sunday included got blood the week before and it's a bit more normal like that um right this festival playing it of course you've kind of sort of suggested already that it's going it means a lot for you to play this festival but sum up for someone who's never seen you live sum up what the experience can be like and what we can expect from you on our tangent um
2: i think i think i think we always put on quite a high energy show i mean obviously the music's not that we're not like a hardcore Mm. band or anything but (laughs) i think we tried to put I think we always tried to you know p- put the emotion in the songs through our playing you know and put that into the show you know um but on the other hand we always you know we're always enjoying ourselves that's one comment we always get it's like you guys look like you're enjoying yourselves a lot i don't know if that's like a, a backhanded compliment because <laughs> they're like they're able to say you're like oh you, you look like you're enjoying yourselves but no i think that like, people mean it
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: um but uh, you know i think we try to, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously on stage. We're not like you know, looking down on our like, feet all well, the time. Uh, my, friend, Paul,
1: my, my, my friend Paul said that we were like a bunch of hyperactive toddlers who'd had too much sugar. Okay.
2: Well, our aim, our aim for our tangent is to wake you up because it's going to be 11.30 in the morning. So. <laughs>
3: yeah, we we want to... We want to get people sort of up and partying. There's going to be bouncy riffs. There's going to be some big synths. There's going to be a lot of very nice, intricate, heavy, and quiet guitar parts. Um, And uh, yeah, we hope that people are going to be out there bouncing along, nodding along, enjoying enjoying the happy bits, and appreciating the sad bits.
1: And we fit in quite a bit as well because we don't talk. Perfect. Let's get through, yeah. You haven't got yeah. enough time, really.
0: Did no. yeah? No. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have the set list uh done? Are you prepared? Just, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got the set list ready to go. Yeah.
2: Just bash them out one after the weather. Otherwise it will be just going, hey up, we've just lost your birds. And that's always awkward, isn't it? <laughs> just people want to hear the songs, so just bash them out.
3: Yeah, I... <laughs> go on. I was just gonna say we put together a set that we think will go down really well at high tangent. Um, and obviously, with with the time constraints in mind and wanting to show the best um, of the album in mind as well as wanting something that's going to really um, help kick off the Bixler stage at the festival as well as we can. Um, I think uh, I think people are going to love it.
0: Are you there all weekend? Are you staying around all weekend? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll be there Wednesday to Saturday. So I have to come say hello. <laughs> Oh, for sure, um, but I'm not going to quiz you a little bit more. Give me a couple of bands, a couple of bands that you know are in the lineup that you think uh, people should check out. Oh, check as- out Hidden uh, yeah. Mothers. Yeah,
1: Hidden Hidden absolutely. Mothers. Hidden Mothers and Wallowing, for
0: sure. Yep, yep, amazing, amazing bands. Uh, I'm
2: trying to think of else is playing. Gold. Oh, Gold. Yep. gold yeah, yeah, Gold,
3: as I like to call them. i'm super excited for them i've never seen
1: them live before Uh, i think the big one for me is caving i have been a massive caving fan since their first album Uh, i've seen them in a bunch of pub basements way back in the day and i I, they, they are they are one of the reasons why i make music and i think stephen brodsky is one of the reasons why i play guitar the way i do so it, um, they're they're a big one for me. I will uh, probably be down the front crying and uh, causing a mosh pit.
0: <laughs> Amazing! It's going to be an incredible festival, and it's wonderful that you fit in so well there. It, you know, it it's you on that bill just looks right. Thank you, thank you.
3: There are a lot of bird themed bands, so I guess it does. Uh, <laughs>
1: really well, it? Yeah, of course, because Birds and Roll are there as well and and poisonous birds i think there's somebody on 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 the, on the bill as well
3: yeah yeah just having a look now
1: and of course i can't see any of the <laughs> <laughs> it's slight double celebration as well because i've got some friends coming over from ireland who i haven't seen for for quite so i haven't seen um, Sean for probably about a decade now and the same as, as his sister and uh, their younger brother Tom, I haven't seen him since he was at school and these days he's a scientist so that's been some time
0: <laughs> well, That's incredible, that's incredible <laughs> um, So you know that's going to keep you busy throughout the first half of August, what 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 might be keeping you busy as we reach the end of the year? Do you have any other plans in place for the remainder of 2023 that you can talk about?
2: Um, I think we're in the process of process of organising some shows, mm-hmm. which are to be uh, discussed in once we know more. Uh, I think we're also we'll have a maybe we'll have a live session going up somewhere at some point online. So look maybe that, maybe, well, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> who, knows, who
3: knows? Who knows what could happen? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But, won't uh, so much
2: shows. That's not been announced yet, but. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure you want me to whatever. cut that bit out? No, no, that's <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I have said where it is yet, so it's fine.
0: No, fair enough. We'll leave it there and just stick to your socials uh to find out what's going on there. Finally, guys, um what what would you hope? And this is just really it's incredibly personal when they think, what do you hope to achieve? With the night is for dreamers. I would, when you reflect in a year and a half time, two years down
1: the line, you look back at it. What do you hope your feelings will be? For me, I just think I just like I would just like one person to say they connected with it, and I've kind of got that already from your words at the start when you said that you listened to it. So for me, it's already achieved.
2: I guess for me, like I said earlier, I just got to do this this project with my. My friends. So yeah, I, honestly I don't care if anybody listens to it. I just had a great time with all my friends and I will look back at it and be like, oh yeah, that was great. But it's also a bonus that other people like it too. So
3: yeah, I agree with that. Um I hope that it's uh it's the first of of of, of more things to come. Um working with these guys, writing more songs, playing more, playing more gigs.
1: And it's been nice to sort of have something, sort of, if you will, kept within the family because the artwork was done by Tom's wife, Alice. And um, she comes to a lot of gigs with us and sort of works quite, quite close with, with us. So it, it made sense for somebody who knows us so well and knows the songs in and out to uh, represent it visually. Um, sort of like properly like that, rather than going to somebody who we've not heard before and trying to explain an idea to them and seeing where it goes.
0: Well, the artwork is phenomenal. It is an incredible piece of art. The night is for dreamers. August eleventh, and of course, Arc Tangent. A well, few days later on the. Look at that. There it is. Uh, on Thursday, Bixler stage in the morning. Can't wait to see you guys there. Can't wait to everybody album. his album. Um, I think it's going to be blowing everyone's mind and congratulations on what you achieved up to this point, guys. Uh, thank you so much for taking time to do this. Thanks
1: thank you for talking to it. Yeah. It's been
0: lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?